it. Craig rocks. Oh my god. Thank you, Dark Craig. Mm. Don't thank Dark Craig. It's it's you, Eric. It was your continued effort for the last two fucking hours. <laughs> oh my god. That has enabled this. I, oh yeah. my god. I can't believe it took that long. Uh, MVP Eric. of this program. I didn't honestly think you would get it. That's I, I didn't wonderful. either. <laughs> I I believe in Eric. This is amazing, as always. Oh. Alright. <laughs> should we should we start? Why are, oh. uh, what the fuck happened yeah. to the internet where it's suddenly obsessed with the AT&T girl? Oh, because the internet's gross. Uh, yeah. Who's the AT&T girl? She, she's like Burnett, and she's basically the flow of, of the phone. Yeah. Uh, Milana Vintrude? Yeah, yeah. Like, she's a comedian. Like, she's done other yeah. shit. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, there was, like, a few old photos of her surfaced where, like, she was at a pool party or something, so you could see her cleavage, and people went apeshit. Oh, my God. Like, she's a very pretty girl, but, like, what the fuck? Mm-hmm. Well, she then yeah. also made a video saying, please stop talking about my cleavage. It makes me uncomfortable. And all the comments were, like, predictably really, really cool about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what were you Yeah, things are, things are going great. You know, jump into fun content. So yeah, uh, I've got my I've got my 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 uh, reading material ready here. Ooh. Yeah, As that's I right. Mentioned. Yeah, probably, hopefully, you know, appropriate books books for men to have. <laughs> oh well, yeah, I, I double checked and triple checked. Yeah, can't have no none, of, none of the books on my shelf are a red flag. <laughs> God, I was dying when I was showing up. It's not God fun, damn it, dude. We do it every fucking two weeks with, like, more books. It's incredibly stupid, and it's clearly not, like... Like, anything that's an internet joke, it's not law. Like, there are people that own those books that are fine. But, like, yeah, there are a lot of dudes that get into the same horse shit that you're like, I'm good. I do agree with the Anne Rand bit, though. That is just... Bad call. I once one of those stupid um, Ayn Rand movies came out when I was working at the theater and this couple came in. They brought in their own coffee, which is already not allowed. Um, And then I had to be like, you really can't bring in outside food. And they were shitty to me. And then they said something about like her books. And I was like, yeah, I'm aware of her books. And they're like, oh, it looks like we converted another one. And I'm like, I'm making minimum wage and you've left your trash in the theater for me to pick up. You did not convert anybody. Yeah, you absolutely. Why the fuck is fathers and sons on this list? This wasn't even the joke I was going to do, but now I'm just too mad about this to (laughs) focus on anything else. (laughs) I think it's Christ. I think it's when certain people have dealt with enough people that pull the same shit. That one's a little more of a reach, but... Fucking ghost, really? I mean, I know it's a new version of the whole, like, oh, if he likes Fight Club, run. Which, like, obviously not universal. I fucking love Fight Club. It's a really fun movie. And I enjoyed the book as well. But there are way too many shitty dudes that are like, this is the greatest, and I completely missed the point. 
Oh, did you guys anyway. see the uh, the trailer for the Snyder Cut? Yeah. Uh, well, it's funny. It's funny you say that because I do have my reading material here. Okay, go. Which <laughs> now now the cat's kind of out of the bag. You said you enjoyed the theatrical cut of Justice League, like you enjoy your Saturday morning cartoons. Well, this is made for grown-ups, so you're not in the demographic. Also, cool of you to comment on a leaked teaser. That is Zack Snyder's official Twitter account reacting t- to somebody who did not tag him, complaining about the Snyder cut. Oh, that rules. Uh, I I love how he's just so grim dark, and everyone's like, "Dude, it's a comic book. Chill out." I don't know. Grim dark Batman. He used the he used the fucking Leonard Cohen Hallelujah in the again. trailer again, just oh, yeah. like he did during the sex scene in Watchmen. And now, mm-hmm. if you if you make fun of that online, all, a bunch of uh, Snyder cut fucking zealots come at you in your mentions and tell you that. Uh, Actually, Actually, put it in there because his daughter died and it was an extremely important song to her. Show some fucking respect, dude. (laughs) He put it in there because actually he's a genius. Um, I don't know if you realize, but uh, he's doing that because it's a bit to him that you're an idiot. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. The reason, listen, this is an incredibly personal $300 million movie. Kind of, I don't know. I hate shit like that in the sense that, like, by all means, man, make your thing. He is who he is. He makes that is very specific to what he wants to make, and that's fine. And people are letting him, so good for him. But it was like, like I've never cared for his shit. But in the same realm, like I do love Kevin Smith shit, and it always would annoy me when he would like respond back directly to people that criticized him. And I'm like, just don't, man, just don't. It makes it Mm -hmm. so much worse. I mean, the more time Kevin Smith spends fighting with fans on Twitter, the less time he spends tweeting about his wife's asshole on Twitter. So I would chalk that up as the. <laughs> as a, yeah. as a I, you know, I don't love that shit, but like, I feel like that's almost better. I don't know. So I he's guess. now modified to just basically tweeting about his daughter. <laughs> <laughs> What's that anniversary I... one? Uh, it, oh, 10 years later. Her yeah. uh, brown. She still pose my dick. Yeah. Still pumps my dick. Oh, oh my God. Fuck yeah, dude! This is cinema now. Speaking of shitty movies with sh- uh, shitty song choices and movie trailers, how about Grunge Batman? Yeah, <laughs> I wasn't expecting that Nirvana song. Oh yeah, but really, but I genuinely started laughing when I realized what song they were using. Yeah, and had to rewatch the trailer to miss to to catch what I missed from laughing. <laughs> oh god yeah we did not need that uh um cover but whatever yeah. I, it, it doesn't look appealing to me i wish no some of my hopes have been, been dashed <laughs> um, Such a decent cast too yeah like i like robert pattinson and i want him to do well but like oof i mean did you guys see what colin farrell looks like though was that him in that yeah he literally looks like he's wearing a richard kind halloween mask (laughs) Uh, awesome yeah i i i think i know who you're talking about then because i i remember seeing that like some dude and i was like who the fuck is that yeah that's Um, apparently cobblepot yeah he's definitely gonna be penguin then huh um Yep, there it is. Yep. Yeah, Visual. I can't believe that's Colin Farrell. That's insane. 
they did a really good job with the makeup. Yeah. Making it not look like Colin Farrell. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the two new Batman games look fun. I'll probably play both of those. Or the Suicide Squad and the uh, Batman one. Yeah, welcome to the official DC Universe yeah, podcast, welcome everybody. To the nerd crew. You know, unfortunately, you're not far off. Yeah. Um, I've got a lot this week that is just comic book bullshit. Oh boy. Well, here we go. Why don't we get right into it then? Yeah. Yeah, it's a here it's on content, content nausea. That's right. Oh yeah, this is a show called Content Nausea, where we get so sick we have to talk about media. I am not one of your hosts, but I'm on the show. My name is Miles. Oh, we're getting back to that. I I am one of your hosts. My name is Eric. Uh, also a host. My name is Brooke. I would say if anyone has a claim to not be a host on this program, it's me who has missed multiple recording sessions already. Uh, but it's Connor. <laughs> I'm back. Yeah. Back. I feel like every- Every time Miles does that, I'm like, are you trying to distance yourself, man? Like, just commit. No. Just, no I'm, like, on this podcast. I'm on this podcast infrequently enough to be a special guest, I think. Yeah. I usually uh, do that to make Connor feel bad, to have to cop to the fact he is no longer a full host. I don't. I don't feel bad at all. It's not that we're not asking Connor to be on some episodes. It's just that he's not able to be here for some episodes. That's I'm a busy man. Yeah. I have a lot of things going on in my life. <laughs> Got his I, and a lot of pies. My I life. wish the concept was that we just only invited him when we felt like it. That'd be pretty funny. <laughs> <laughs> and we were like, we can't come on sorry. Oh. <laughs> uh, <laughs> We're just like one week, Connor's like, hey, are we doing it this week? Man, no. And then no. Like, a couple weeks later, the podcast comes out. Like, I would love it if there were like 15 episodes you guys have made without me. On a separate <laughs> God, yeah. I would just. With the way we. I would, I would kill myself. Schedule your guys a call. <laughs> <laughs> Aww. Should look at stupid TV show. You just leave recordings. You do 15 solo episodes of Why It's All Our Fault. Dude, fuck yeah. <laughs> there you go. All right, oh, yeah, let's Eric, get into you're it. comic book bullshit. Oh, are we going straight in? All right. Yeah, oh, might as well. Yeah, fuck it. Yeah, I've been watching a lot of comic book bullshit. Um, I'll start with the movies first on my good old letterbox. I started off this week, I believe, with Birds of Prey. Uh the harley quinn movie oh yeah how was how was it good it was it was a lot of fun it was way better edited than uh suicide squad that which i'm about to talk about i also watched suicide squad which was bad Um, uh yeah but i watched this first and i was like wow that was like a fun movie um and then i watched suicide squad uh birds of prey is way better harley quinn has an actual voice in it like they figure like out a, what they want her to sound like. Like, Harley Quinn is kind of a fun character, but, like, Suicide Squad looked like it didn't do her any favors. No, it was... No, it's, it's a trash movie. It didn't do anybody favors that was in it, <laughs> but, like... Except for a rope guy. Yeah, wow. rope guy who gets exploded in, like, three seconds. <laughs> uh, that was pretty hilarious. Um... Yeah, Birds of Prey is really fun, though. Uh, Ewan McGregor is the bad guy. Um, Black Mask. Ooh. Uh, 
Chris Messina is his uh, henchman, Victor Zaz, who is a, like, in the Batman universe, is a crazy person who marks himself with a scar for every person he kills. Uh, I, I like those two as villains in a comic movie. Like, that makes me want to watch it. Yeah, Chris Messina has a platinum blonde, like, really short oh, hair. It, it, oh, he, he, yes. it, it's, it's a cool look. The music is way better. It's so much less on the nose than in Suicide Squad, where you get fucking Fortunate Son and Seven Nation <laughs> Army and Bohemian Rhapsody. In uh, this one, at one point, Harley Quinn is roller skating around a Barracuda, which she also does in Itania. Fucking uh, perfect. Yeah. Like, I will say, Margot Robbie seems like she's enjoying this. Yeah, it's a lot more fun. I was wondering how that movie was because I didn't know anyone who actually went and saw it. Yeah, it I, yeah, it's on HBO right now. Uh, so if you feel like okay. killing, I, it, I don't think it's like super long either. Well, I feel like they keep doing like not that many of the the female led uh, comic book movies. Mm-hmm. Like we get like fifty Captain Americas before we get like one Wonder Woman. Which took me wrong. Wonder Woman's also way too long, but like at least it's Wonder Woman. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. DC loves making movies that are way too long for some reason. Yeah. Um. But uh, Birds of Prey, they didn't have like a stupid ultimate cut or whatever. It's just an hour and fifty minutes, which you know isn't the shortest for all of us. We all watch like a lot of our hour and a half movies, but uh it was a lot of fun um it did a lot better of introducing the characters uh than suicide squad did which is just like uh viola davis is like having lunch in a smoky cigar filled room with a hopper from stranger things and just being like all right so like let me give you the rundown of all these people right in a row it's gonna be like the first half hour of this movie is gonna be all backstory no i have to ask is mm-hmm. this film set in the 70s, or have I been gaslit by the new information about Suicide Squad, the reboot? The, the new Suicide Squad isn't actually set in the 70s. It's just in the style of a 70s war movie. <laughs> now that, I, it's so stupid. I, I, th- I, I don't know. It'll be interesting how it works out. Um, the, I, I, I will say the new Suicide Squad movie, uh, the cast looks pretty fun. Uh, Flew Laborg is in it. Uh, <gasps> oh, I like him more than I, oh I should. <laughs> yeah. Uh, there's a ton of people in the new one. Nathan Fillion's in it. Uh, oh, yeah. Somebody. Idris Elba's in it. There, There's a ton of people. It looks like I I, I fully expect Flew Laborg to explode and die horribly. Uh, and immediately. Like, he'd be but so good at that. He's in it. Oh yeah, uh, Peter Capaldi's gonna be in it. Pete Davidson, John Cena, Taika Waititi is playing somebody f- as yet unknown. I think he's gonna be voicing King Shark, who is oh. a giant shark. <laughs> nice. Yeah, uh, David Dest Mount Dest Mountian is playing Polka Dot Man. I really like the characters that they have in this. They're getting weird with it. It looks right. like they're taking more of a Doom Patrol vibe, which is probably the best. Yeah. I, I will say what I really like about DC's recent approach is that they'll just put out a bunch of stuff and they're like, yeah, it's all in like slightly different universes. Don't worry about it. Uh, I like that. 
so they don't like, have to about, like the, the yeah it's it's like the uh the dc like multiverse comic books so they don't have to like follow the marvel like huge overarching story over like 30 movies also uh, Peter capaldi is cool i just remembered you saying that he was in that yeah yeah peter capaldi is a, a joy to me mm-hmm. yeah New Suicide Squad, I think it'll probably... It, it looks like it'll be fun enough. I'll probably watch it at some point. Honestly, like, Suicide Squad, outside of it just having, like, early Hot Topic vibes, the only part of it that truly pissed me off was Jared Leto. Like, everything else. Like, oh, there yeah. are good people in it. <laughs> it is also really funny that in that, like, u- universe of uh, DC movies, because uh, Harley Quinn's, like, in the same Suicide Squad mm-hmm. timeline or whatever, that, uh... Half the villains just own clubs. Like in in Suicide Squad, Joker just like owns a club or some shit. Of course. It's really funny to me. Like that's whole Joker's thing instead of like being like a guerrilla warfare supervillain like he was in uh, The Dark Knight. He just owns a nightclub. Uh which is also true of Ewan McGregor in Birds of Prey. He just owns a nightclub. And that also is very a super billion. Yeah. It's just a Roulon Mouge. Basically. Uh, it's just, basically. you know. <laughs> yeah. uh, Ewan McGregor says ew a few really good times that I'm going to have to probably go back and clip out. Oh, I love it. Yeah. I love Ewan McGregor so much. He's great. Uh, I, I, I love how much Ewan McGregor commits to his weirdest roles. It's, a, it's, a, it's fun to watch. God, have you ever seen? Is it I love you, Philip Morris? I haven't. I've seen, I, I've seen of it, but I haven't seen it. It is so silly, and he just is having a great time. Oh, yeah. it, I thoroughly enjoy that. I'll have to check that out. I, I I have seen it like as an option on streaming things forever. But yeah, after that, I watched uh, 1989's Batman, starring Michael Keaton. This was also in part brought on by the fact that uh, uh, the episode that just came out, uh, we talked about Batman for a while, and I realized that we are all kind of Batman people. It's hard yeah. not to be. Yeah, I'm a, like, I'm a fan. Yeah, he like w- when there's good Batman stories, it's it's really good, and even when it's bad, it's still kind of just fun to watch. Everyone um, likes a good detective story. Yeah, so. Following down that hole even further, I uh, was scrolling through HBO and just looking at what they have for DC stuff because they have a bunch of it. And I started watching uh, Beware the Batman, which is an animated Batman uh, show that aired on Cartoon Network a couple years ago. It's I I I say if you think the like Batman animated series from the '90s is good, you're probably gonna like this. It's pretty good. Um. Yeah, Bat. Uh, instead of like a Robin or Batgirl or anything, Katana is his like partner in this, and it's a lot of Batman fighting the League of Assassins, fun stuff. And also, like, I would say the most recognizable Batman villain that's in this is uh, uh, Deathstroke slash Slave yep. from Teen Titans. Okay. Other or Ra's al Ghul, but other than that, it's just all like weird, obscure Batman villains, which is kind of fun because everybody tries to do Joker and everybody tries to do like 
everybody else, like Riddler and shit, but. I remember like a month ago looking at, there was like this master list of like ranked the best um, villains from like the Batman TV show, like the Adam mm-hmm. West one. Mm-hmm. And you forget how many completely wonderfully silly ones there were that I totally oh. wish they could bring back. They just created Yeah, dude, give me, give me Clock King versus Robert Pattinson in the next Batman movie. Oh, hell <laughs> Clock King. King. Bring out Calendar Man, fucking. Calendar Man. Yeah. I was like the one where it was like the old woman with her sons that would like beat the shit out of people. Like that's just oh, a, it's yeah. not even a like a super villain. It's just like an old lady that's a crook. I loved it. Yeah, I no no my my personal favorite. Go ahead, Connor. My personal favorite has got to be the evil Scarface puppet. Oh <laughs> yeah, whose name is Scarface? Yeah, yeah, that guy rocks. Yeah, that dude rules. Also, uh, Batman's weirder people like uh, Maxi Zeus, who just thinks he's Zeus. I love it. I love a weird villain. Yeah, I mean, I feel, I feel that with all the comic book movies that, like, I just, I think they'd be better if they want to keep making them because I know they're money makers. Go ahead, but like, I wish they would just differentiate some of the characters. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's more to choose from. I yeah, I I was like. I can't remember if I was listening to a podcast or not, but I was I was reading or listening to something. And it was like everybody thinks they can make their mark on Joker, and they need to stop. Well, it's like you know, I didn't need the. I don't need more Joker. I don't need another Logan movie. Like X Men was one of my favorites, and I still feel like they haven't dug into the, like the well of awesome X Men. No, the problem is me. all the main X Men fucking suck. I don't want to watch like a Cyclops movie. Oh, nobody does. Yeah, no. I want like give me fucking give me gambit. Like, yeah, yeah give, me, gambit. give me um give uh, me Jubilee. Give me Psylocke and uh, uh Psylocke would be so great. Oh, crap, I can't remember his name. Um, Phantom X, fucking trying to assassinate Baby Apocalypse, <laughs> which is a real a real storyline. Give me a gambit Eric. movie where he. Gets too fucked up in New Orleans and like, <laughs> has to piece together yeah. the night yeah. before. Gambit, like, like a, a, a like a basically just like an entire. It takes place over the entirety of Mardi Gras. Gambit's just getting fucked up and has to solve like a mystery with card throwing. <laughs> if there was like a okay, okay, I have the plot. I have the plot. He has to solve the plot. But some psyker is the bad guy, and he is mentally fucking with him, so he has to get more and more fucked up every day of Mardi Gras until he solves it or dies of drug overdose. If there was Jesus. a Mardi Gras X-Men movie, that would be my favorite comic book movie. Like, yeah. fuck. That sounds so fun. I mean, as we've proven by Creature, we love New Orleans on this podcast. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Very pro-New Orleans podcast. And we also do, like, comic book shit. Yeah. In small doses. Uh, Eric, did you did you ever read uh, Arkham Asylum, the the Grant Morrison one? Uh, the the one that's all like trippy and fucked up. Yes. Yeah. That is the best comic book shit ever. Because as I recall, Maxi Zeus is just a fucking insane guy who's addicted to electrocuting himself all day. Yes. Yeah. That's exactly it. <laughs> that book rocks. That book rules. I, there's like a part of it where they're like trying to wean uh, Two Face off of like being addicted to like two choices. So they yeah, teach yeah. him like 
increasingly uh like increasingly more choices like um yeah like here's a here's a four-sided die and then like here's a pack of cards yeah yeah that that's I, so good that story is really fun yeah that that one's so fucking weird and also very sad because it's just like hey look at all these mentally ill people batman keeps beating up yeah it is it's it's nuts it's probably it's the last it's it's one of the few comics i actually read as a teenager that i would still go read right now that's fair i i just even when they're dumb i love watching i love going back and reading the comics um long halloween could be really due good. for that it's been a while long halloween i read mm-hmm. um year I, one reading, you know all yeah, the classics year one, classics yeah uh anyway moving on from the batman talk even though i could talk for a long time about batman i watched after hours uh and then two comedy specials beth stillings new one on hbo girl daddy and rose matafeo horn dog yeah. I, I fucking love after hours <laughs> mm-hmm. after hours was really fun my letterbox review was like watching my own stress nightmares Oh yeah, it is a- years ago because I'd always wanted to see it and it really pops up like the rest of Scorsese's movies. Mm-hmm. And so it took me a while to hunt it down when I was younger and then it showed up on demand when I was home over like the beginning of quarantine and mm-hmm. I put it on and my dad was just like, he's just having a bad day. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, pretty much. Very yeah. Movie. <laughs> yeah. I, got a, I got a fun fact about After Hours. What is it? Do you guys know Griffin Dunn is on the flight logs? Is he really? True story. How 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 did Griffin Dunn get on the flight log? Dude, Chris Tucker's on the fucking flight logs. They don't care who you are. Jesus, just like (laughs) apparently everybody knew to get in contact with Jeffrey Epstein. Though I like I enjoy Griffin Dunn a lot in movies, and I like I kind of wish that he had made more, especially in this era. Mm-hmm. But like, I also fucking love that. All right, yeah, no, Griffin Dunn took Carrie Fisher's virginity, which is very funny to me. Jesus. Yeah, like they've talked about it publicly because they they were like very good friends till the end, and like that is just very fucking funny. <laughs> that is. Uh, how old was Carrie Fisher? She was like, I think under <laughs> Yeah, which is why I'm like, hmm, because he's I think a few years older than her, not many. Mm-hmm. He's born in '55, according to Wikipedia. Jeez, what's what's our age difference there? I I can't Carrie imagine much than him. Oh, that's like a year. a year. Okay. A year difference, yeah. Because I was like, I think they're close to the same age. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so she's probably like late teens. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's yeah. very funny. This was really good. I really like the uh, the roommate who's making the paper mache. <laughs> the paper mache uh, bagels and cream cheese. Yeah, <laughs> I love that actress. I also wish she made more shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she she was cool. I yeah, I wish she would be cool like the cool art roommate and like more stuff. But mm-hmm. you know. and she she's good in Dogma and Men in Black. She's my favorite part of Men in Black. <laughs> I was always pissed they didn't bring her back for two. Yeah, she was cool. Um, Rosanna Arquette was uh, Marcy, the 
girl who he was initially supposed to be seeing that night. Mm-hmm. I love, like, they bond over a book. It's funny, because, like I said, I had this on, and my dad was partially watching it. And he would have been, like, a little bit younger than they were in this movie, but not that much different in age. And he threw this big stink about how horrifying it was that she just invited him over to his apartment and they hung out. I'm like, how do you think people hung out then? Yeah. Like, what what else? People did just take weird risks and are like, oh, we're just going to go out tonight. Give me your number. I'll come over. (laughs) Yeah. That's funny that that was, (laughs) like something he wouldn't expect them to do yeah it's odd to me i'm like you guys totally did that when you were younger don't don't be fooling yeah Yeah, but i i don't know this movie has just a ridiculous cast because there's just a ton of fucking people in it who pop up for like five to ten minutes Mm -hmm. yeah you've got like tommy chong terry gar john hurd cheech Cheech and Chong are the uh, the the thieves that are going around. Well, I love that it's like they bought the art though. They're like, no, nah, man, I gotta get mm-hmm. some art for my place. Yeah, they 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 did buy the paper mache statue, mm-hmm. which is really funny. Catherine O'Hara is awesome in it. Um, mm-hmm. Very aggressive. Oh yeah, she's the ice cream truck driver. Mm-hmm. Who uh, I love it. Yeah, and and uh, he he finds the bartender at one point, and he's like trying to explain everything that happens, uh, but it just doesn't work anyway. Mm-mm. Um, I yeah. do love the surrender Dorothy part; just is still hysterical to me. Um, yeah, I mm-hmm. I really enjoy After Hours. Yeah, After Hours was really good. I I really enjoyed that. Um. Yeah, and then those do comedy specials. I would say definitely check out the Beth Stelling one. Uh, I enjoyed that, and I it, it, she used some of her like bits from previous like albums, but I think this was her first like actual special. Um, yeah, it was good. Very nice. Yeah. Uh, I'm trying to think if I had anything else. Oh, yeah. Uh, I forgot I talked about this while we were not recording. Uh, I've been playing Control uh, because as of tomorrow, uh, while we're recording, uh, their final DLC DLC comes out. And this game is so so much fun. Um, I know I already explained it to you, but I'm going to explain it for the podcast. (laughs) Uh, Control... uh, you play as Jesse Faden, this woman who is uh, like searching for the Federal Bureau of Control and finds their building in New York City. It's this big, brutalist building in the middle of New York City that no one else seems to see. Uh, but she's able to enter it with the help of like this entity that she's got with her. And almost immediately upon entering it, she uh, like finds the director's office, and the director is dead. But his gun is calling to her because it's this like otherworldly, multi-dimensional thing. And as soon as she uses it, she becomes the new director of the Bureau of Control, uh, and she has to go around like cleaning up this invasion of uh, some extra-dimensional force that's trying to destroy this building that they're in, which is called the oldest house and is like a M.C. Asher-esque building that 
forms and changes and doesn't make sense in its spatial layout. And as you go through it, you like uh, acquire these items that get you different powers, like uh, telekinesis and flight and uh, and so on. Uh, it's essentially a, a really good like Jedi or X Men game. You're kind of playing Jean Grey, I guess is the point. Oh hell yeah! Yeah, it's it's really fun. It's really weird. It's like it's by the people who did Alan Wake, so it's like very much a mystery. And the uh, the reason that you're like after this federal federal bureau of control is because when you were uh, when Jesse Faden was a kid, her brother got taken by agents of the bureau. Uh, because they interacted with like one of those items that gives powers or just in general fucks up the world around it. Uh, and their job is to like contain these items and uh, make sure people don't find out that uh, like these things actually exist to the point where uh, like through the game you can find lore that is essentially like this this bureau runs basically at one point develop their own tv show like x-files style to uh make this thing seem more ridiculous and less like feasible to the american public that is very cool yeah yeah it's a really interesting game um it doesn't run super well on my ps4 because it's old but uh like i was saying earlier to, uh to miles i think if you uh tried to run that on your new pc it would be really beautiful I run that bitch on a Ryzen CPU, Eric. <laughs> uh, you can absolutely like just destroy a room full of desks with your telekinesis power. Just fucking like make papers explode out everywhere. You can make explosions explode out everywhere. It does seem like one of those games that's easy to watch. It is. It's really like beautiful to look at. Uh, and if you're if you're able to do ray tracing, I've heard that it's even prettier because like the lighting. Oh yeah, the lighting aspect is insane. I was gonna say the stills I saw made it look really cool, and she looked cool too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I definitely recommend playing it or like watching the story because it's it's weird, it's fun, it's pretty creepy in some parts, and it like loves to mess with your perception of where you are and like where you're going. But at the same time, it is a, like, shooter, so I don't know how much you'd like it, Brooke, if you were to, like... <laughs> uh, I can get behind it if it's, like, fun powers. It, it is really fun powers, and I think the story is weird and cool enough that you'd you'd be into it for sure. Uh, this podcast yeah. for, like, seven episodes has turned into three gamers trying to make Brooke play a video game. <laughs> I mean, I, like, a bitch about shooters because I think of Halo, and I don't want to play Halo. Yeah, th- yeah, this is... You don't want to say slurs on Xbox Live? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, <laughs> no, I'm good. Well, I remember I played a Halo once on Xbox Live when my brother still had it, and I played so poorly that I brought his ranking down and then I was never allowed to play again. <laughs> <laughs> I, like, I didn't care. I was just running around talking to people, being like, just trying to converse. And right, well, they would me. And I'm like, no, dude, I just want to chat with you. No, it's but, your brother's fault for letting you play ranked. He That's, knew what would happen. He made me, and I was like, no, let's play. My version of playing is I'm trying to talk to strangers and be like, why'd you kill me? I just wanted to chat. <laughs> hey, let's just have a conversation here. That's fully what I did. I forgot I did that. So I've really been playing the same way forever, huh? <laughs> same goals. That's good. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's good. Um, yeah, I would say that's it for me. I don't need to talk about Batman even more. Uh, oh, oh, I do want to ask. Uh, oh, wait, he had to ask about Batman? <laughs> no, not about Batman. Con- Connor, are you going to be ordering Ghost Dog off of Criterion? Ooh. Yeah, uh, man. That November lineup <laughs> is the best fucking lineup I've ever seen. It's uh, really good. It's Ghost, Ghost Dog, Dog Moonstruck. Girlfriends, Moonstruck, Irishman. Sign oh. me up. Essential like, flame. Wow. They yeah. they might get me with Girlfriends and Moonstruck. They might I, fight I me. Yeah, I was, I was, I, Brooke, if there was ever a time for you to get on the team. <laughs> I love Moonstruck those books so much. Really. And Girlfriends is really hard to find. Like It's been... A, I saw it on the Criterion channel. That's how I finally found it last year. It was years ago I watched it because I wanted to see it forever. Obviously, I fell in love. Everything about that movie is very me. Yeah, and that then movie fucking bangs. It is exceptionally my kind of shit, and I love it with all my heart. But then I was like, Cameron, you have to watch this movie. It, it took him a long time to find a copy. Yeah, it's not on anywhere right now. Uh... This was well, as of a year ago, it was on the Criterion channel. <laughs> yeah, this was a few years back when it was even harder to find. But yeah, physical media for it is like kind of pricey until now. Well, here you go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is actually it comes out in November. It'll be on sale yeah. in November. Welcome to the club. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you, we'll you'll see. be able to. You'll be able to get it half off from Barnes and Noble. Well, the thing is, is I still feel fucking... stupid buying DVDs from Criterion. <laughs> Okay, we we we've had this conversation so many times, and now it's going to be on the podcast. Nice going. You can get yeah, a Blu-ray sorry. player at any Goodwill for fucking five dollars. They're not that hard to come by anymore. Really I haven't been to. I sadly haven't been to Goodwill since like February. Yeah. If if I stop in the exchange before work one day, I'll have to see if they have any. You can get them so cheap. Uh, I believe you. I, kn- I know you've succeeded in it, but yeah, I just I've never seen one at the ones I go to. But I also go to like weird backwoods ones. <laughs> Hold on, I'm doing well, research. Somebody, if somebody out Brooke. there wants to wants to send Brooke a Blu-ray player, hit up the <laughs> Gmail. I I can send you back. Like I have so much other shit. <laughs> I'll swap. <laughs> oh man, got like six typewriters. Yeah, I'm just going to read your address out right now. All right, Brooke, send it. this is Blu-ray player on eBay. Yeah. Philips DPI 1200, 20 bucks. 20 is... Dude, dude you, can go, you can go cheaper. You can go cheaper. I know, I'm saying I spent maybe 30 seconds and I found a $20 Blu-ray player. That's true, that's true. Yeah, because when yeah, Connor told me he bought one for $5, I was like, well, maybe. Maybe it's time. Yeah, and I only, and I only bought it because I thought I could jailbreak it to run region-free discs, and I could not. Yeah. <laughs> that would have been cool, though. Oh, man. Yeah, <laughs> might, might be worth it, just because even that polyester one is just like, I want the fucking Odorama card. Oh, man, it smells so good and bad and good and bad and back and forth. <laughs> that's perfect. Yeah, yeah. I do want to see the the box art for Moonstruck, which they haven't released yet. Oh, it's out oh, they now. They put it out. It. Is it's it? Nice. Drop it. I it's gorgeous. Yeah, yeah oh, I want yeah, that, that looks poster. Good. Mm-hmm. That looks really good. I would have a Moonstruck poster in my home, no problem. Please. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. Moonstruck 100%. right next to Witches of Eastwick. <gasps> yes. Just, I love me some horny share pictures. Mm-hmm. 
Ladies, if you go if you go to a guy's house and he has a Moonstruck poster right next to his Witches of Eastwick poster, that's a red flag. No, that's a very material flag. Are you kidding me? That's a, that, that's a, that's, a, that's an airplane landing signal. Oh fuck! No, I okay. This is too personal. I'll tell it after. <laughs> it's nice. It's a nice story. Okay, I'll take it off, Mike. Yeah, yeah. But let's. Let's just let's speed through this. Listen, fuck this show. Let's just speed through these. Yeah, yeah let's move on. We have been on for so long, and I will yeah. need to sleep at some point. Yeah, we so are also you recording at night, so you can dip. Yeah, if you want to go go next, and you dip whenever. I have been traveling slash starting new gig this week, so not as heavy viewing as some folks around here. I did watch Office Space on my phone from a on a website. <laughs> nice. It was good. It's funny. Just watched mm-hmm. it. Oh, you hadn't seen it? No, I hadn't seen Office Space. Oh. Well now that now that you've got technically an office job kind of. Yeah, I thought it was fitting. Yeah, just get ready. It's kinda like that. Nope. It How did it hold like up it. after years of hearing about it being good? <laughs> yeah. It was good. Probably shouldn't have watched it on my phone, but good. <laughs> uh, besides that. The most interesting thing I think I've seen lately was, again, our wonderful friends who do, well, unofficial friends of the show. Is that fair? Sure. I th- I think they should claim us, but, you know. That would be cool. Uh, point is, Racer Trash, yeah. Mario Vaporwave version 2. That's so fucking good. It was real funny. Oh, fuck. Because have you... Have you seen the movie? Like the actual Super Mario movie? Have I ever watched the Super Mario Brothers movie? Yeah, that's it's garbage. I don't know, man. Garbage. I, yeah, I'd never seen it, and it's the first Racer Trash thing that I've watched that I'd never seen in any form, and it fucking rocked. No, it was a great time. Um, I also, the more interesting thing I think to talk about maybe would be the short film. I guess it's more of a short film where they did an edit of. Babe and Pig in the City. Yes, that's terrific. Oh yeah, how was that? It was kind. Of, it was fun, actually. I hadn't seen Babe like the original since I was really, really young. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a lot more experimental, obviously, with like the video <laughs> stuff. Simply because you're looking at a bunch of animals the whole time, you can get away with more stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a I forget the editor that did the part, but like. He didn't know how far in the movie he was, but he's like, I'm going to give you guys like five minutes of just music and some animal repeating sequences so you can go like grab a beer, use the restroom, whatever. And it's just hey. kind of like every once in a while talking over the edit. And it's like, yeah, there's some, uh, some real bad stuff coming up next. And it's just like the setting is all the animals in the, like an abandoned mansion having like an anarchist lifestyle. And then the cops come in and start kidnapping all the animals. And it it was um, traumatizing. I forgot how horrifying it was because, first off, a fish almost drowns in the air because his fishbowl breaks because cops are lazy. Mm-hmm. Like, And I'm like, oh god, the fish is going to drown. And then a dog gets hit by a car and goes to heaven. And it's the one <laughs> the wheelchair dog. And I'm like, oh god. Oh no! Boy. 
luckily he is resuscitated or unluckily depends how it is but like him and heaven's just him walking with all of his legs again i was like oh no (sighs) but that was actually like two scenes away from the end of the cliffs (laughs) so it wasn't even a full intermission or real intermission because it was at the end probably it was cool i would recommend it though despite that one specific memory it was Good bits. A lot of good bits that I can't remember exactly. I am so curious the like the group chat conversations they must have to decide the next thing. Well the next thing is Romeo and Juliet. No, I know, which is exciting, mm-hmm. but like even for them to do like we're gonna do a short on Babe, we're gonna do a short on Mrs. Doubtfire. Mm-hmm. You're just like, alright, that has to be such a fun, like, oh right, let's figure it out. Right. Yeah. I think um they posted the trailer on their Twitter for the Romeo and Juliet thing. They did. Yeah. Which is... Whew. It's gonna Once be something. Again. Once again, John Leguizamo. John Leguizamo yes. returns in... I want more Leguizamo movie vapor oh. style. Actually, I... hold on. I did write Let's down notes. I next. just remember. I'm gonna quickly go through those. To Wong Fu and the Pest would be good. <laughs> <laughs> Here's some of the notes uh, I wrote down for the movie. On. For the Mario <laughs> thing. Yeah. Oh, I forgot the, the opening of the Super Mario Bros. thing is the 16th of speed walk like an Egyptian. From yes. From the Which... YouTube video. Ah. Mm-hmm. Do drugs to go to hell before you die. Gotta have the classic Super Mario TV show in there. Uh, oh yeah, I forgot about I forgot that was in there. The prayer for the 90s kid bit. Mm -hmm. Where it's just, hey, never grow up. Yeah. That was kind of fun. (laughs) Dick. Mario goes to prison. Yeah, Mario goes to prison. Did they? It still had the extended Mario at the dance club trying to. I was actually about to bring that up. That's like third down. Yeah. Yoshi training was real funny to me, too, but the Mario clubbing is amazing. I am so glad that you posted that bit, because that was very fun. How much they would be like, let's pull in a little Jurassic Park. Mm-hmm. Real quick. And the ending's really funny, too, where they just super emphasize that Luigi is, like, hopelessly depressed now that Daisy's trapped in the other world at the end. I know, mm-hmm. but I... I also so fucking fun. love Daisy. Like, Daisy was one of my, like, was probably my favorite, my preferred princess. And, like, she's genuinely cool in, in this. She's yeah, the boring pick. She's fun. She's a fucking, like, paleontologist, man. That is so much cool. Peach. I said Peach was the boring oh, okay. pick. I'm just saying. Daisy's fucking cool. And I'm, you know, <laughs> I'm a sucker for brunettes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I if I could pick killed Bowser by devolving him. It's fucked. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, yeah, to his henchmen when he devolved them, that was pretty funny. Yeah, when they devolve, quote unquote, the sapient lizard people, they just get tiny heads. Mm-hmm. Tiny yeah. giant bodies, which is very fun to watch. That was deeply fun to watch. A lot of goofy bits. It's like a, it's a fun sci-fi movie, but it's not Mario Bros. I'm just glad oh, oh. I didn't have to sit through the hip-hop rap sequences that were originally in it. Oh, yeah. And all the Dennis Hopper interview 
cuts are, are nice. Oh my god. Oh my god, the things with Dennis Hopper's son, which mm-hmm. we talked about last time, but it's just so messed up. It's very funny. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah, I'm just trying to think if I've digested anything else. That... I wish those were like, we could pull them up when we want, because I would like to watch clips of that now and then. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I wish they had it somewhere to mm-hmm. like watch it because they they created their own website, but uh, doesn't seem like there's much on there. Yeah, not too much. I guess I'll finish off with this one. I did pick up a vinyl copy of Invest the Rat's Nest a few days ago. The it's the Rash King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard album. Um, yeah. Thrash album that's a sci-fi environmentalist epic. A lot of yeah. things going on there. That's cool. Yeah. Cool Honestly, I think all of us would at least sort of enjoy it at the minimum. Mm-hmm. I dig it. Friend of the show, Tyler, would of course <laughs> die on the hill with me and say it's really good. Yeah, he He's who I think of every time I think of uh, King Gizzard. He's the one who got me pointed in that direction, I'm pretty sure. Or it was around the he same time. He also did that to me. Same. He's the resident. He's the king of King Giz. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. Yes, he is. I would say, resident doesn't really apply because he's, you know, not in the continental United States anymore. But <laughs> he is. Technically. Oh, yeah. Not continental. Not continental. It, it, but... It's on the continent. No, it's no, not. That's not how that works. It's North America. <laughs> I know it's not how that works. I'm just being facetious. <laughs> Don't no, you I fucking do love question me on geography. <laughs> how no, fucking dare you? I when will I, dare. When we refer to the continental U.S., I can say I've been to the whole continental U.S. US no, I, I'm very aware. Yeah, it's just uh, the lower 48. Yeah. Um, those other two. They're hard to get to, damn it. Yes. Mm-hmm. Not so. if you want to report on fish, I guess. <laughs> still was yeah. hard to get to or if you'd uh, like to act out your own forgetting Sarah Marshall that, you know what that kind of hurts a little bit <laughs> use a trip. and for that Eric your punishment is actually you went first fuck this bit yep. oh. I, damn fuck. yeah fuck you it's my turn <laughs> alright shit I have absolutely nothing to report Apart from like, <laughs> I am, I am post media. You know, I'm out on this shit. I don't really care anymore. Uh, I finished Inherent Vice finally. Nice. I've been, doing, I've been doing a lot of reading actually. That's kind of mostly what I have to talk about here. Uh, it's a fucking great book. It is like I thought that PTA made a very very funny and relatively faithful adaptation. And then I kept reading the book, and it is so much funnier than even the movie is. Oh, that's wonderful to hear. Yeah, no, it's fucking... Brooke, I will let you borrow this immediately. Yes. Yeah. It's... Because I... Like like I said, I rewatched it recently to show it to somebody, and I just... Every time you catch something new, it's so fucking great. This is a lot of the a lot of the gags that are in the movie are are invented for the movie. You know, you don't have Mm -hmm. 
Benicio del Toro singing the Gilligan's Island theme in the book. But the trade-off is that you have a lot of there's a lot more going on. They mm-hmm. they delve into stuff. Like there's an entire segment of this book where Doc goes to Vegas, and that is certainly not in the movie. Oh hell yeah. But it's incredible. Uh do they, do they get into more Fang stuff, which I always feel like it, they, they hint at it the whole movie, but there's never more. They do. They, they they spend more time on it, but you know, similar to the movie, it's it's noirish and that like not all of the questions get answered. Mm-hmm. I like that. And that part of the movie is still relatively intact. I still finished the. I still reached the end of the book and was like, wait, what the fuck happened? To some extent, <laughs> you know, which uh, which is not a, it's not a bad thing. It's kind of what you're looking for in a book like this. Yeah, uh, that seems uh, to be uh, the author's way. <laughs> Yes, yeah, very much so. And I would like nothing more than to be a tripped out fucking beach bum detective for the rest of my life. Oh, fuck. It's the dream, isn't it? Yeah, that sounds pretty tight. What am I doing? (laughs) uh, Yeah, anyway. It was foolish. Watching the movie, one of the things that kept hitting me, and I think it is just because we've all been, most of us have been homebound for too long, is just when it opens and you just see his alleyway that leads to the beach, and that's just fucking oh where he God. lives. And I'm like, God damn it. That looks so nice. One of, just one of the best opening shots ever, and also I, I want to live there. I want to live there, and that just seems so nice. I want to live there so bad. Uh, <laughs> Thank, thankfully, PTA is hard at work already, apparently. Yep. The, the, new, the new shots of the new one looks quite fun. Sold. I, I'm fucking so in on that 70s high school movie. Let's do it. Fuck yes. But yeah, finishing Inherent Vice uh, allowed me to finally start a book I bought a month and a half ago, Ant Kind by Charlie Kaufman. Yay! I am roughly halfway through, and it is still not immediately clear what this book is about. <laughs> Apart from the fact that it is about, uh, in a nutshell, about being online, okay. <laughs> okay. it is it is told it is told from the perspective of a a colossal asshole film critic. I'm gonna say that's Ooh, the only yeah. thing I know about it. Well, yeah, he's like a washed up, middle aged fucking loser of a film critic who discovers uh, a movie that took. He he discovers like a hundred and fifteen year old man who lives in like an apartment across the street from him, and he shows him a stop motion movie that he's been making for his entire life. Mm-hmm. And he he watches it. It it takes three months to watch the movie. Jeez. And uh, then it gets immediately destroyed. And the, basically, the rest of the movie is about him losing his mind and trying to remember it. Well, that's interesting. That sounds really so, interesting. A lot of Charlie Kaufman memory stuff going on. Mm-hmm. I was gonna say it feels very Charlie Kaufman. It is like yeah. you can you can totally tell who wrote this book. It, mm-hmm. it it it's funny in the ways that his movies usually are. It's weird in the ways his movies usually are. Uh, there are frequent passages where the lead character uh, shits on Charlie Kaufman. Yeah. That's <laughs> Uh, he, he's there's a lot of segments of him misremembering the names of directors, which is really funny. It's never acknowledged. <laughs> he says shit like, "This is straight out of the Martin Scorsese picture," <laughs> which is it, it's it's great because it shows that this is a completely fucking piece of shit protagonist. 
and uh, it's extremely funny. And it kind of it covers a lot of stuff that is uniquely frustrating and insane about being alive right now, which sounds insufferably pretentious, but it's kind of what it's going for. I mean, yeah, I feel like a lot of his stuff could teeter on that, but it's just so well done that you're like, no, I still fucking love it. Mm -hmm. That's the thing is like on on the surface, this looks like, you know, something that perhaps if you were on Twitter and uh, you saw this on a guy's bookshelf, you would be mad about it and tweet about it all day. But (laughs) it's in but in the right hands, it is it is so well, so well done so far. I'm fucking cracking up consistently, which is all I could want out of a out of a funny book. And uh, yeah, halfway through, I suppose I'll keep you guys posted when I eventually finish that in another month and a half. Thank you for the report for uh, it's a big boy content Asha book club. There you go, yeah. eight hundred pages long. You know, I'm, damn. They call me okay. they call me Harry Potter reader. You know, I'm reading those big books. <laughs> Speaking yeah. of book reports, I want to say on speed that important announcement book related. Mm-hmm. I've still not finished the Rebel. <laughs> how, how you doing with the screenplay book? I, I should probably return that at some point. <laughs> it's all right, no rush. I've gotten uh, most one, you know, but I think I just yeah. That's good. yeah. Oh, okay. There's something I forgot about in Ant-Kind that is an example of the kind of humor in this book that is... It's not really a spoiler because it's not that important to the to the book at all, but it opens with him talking about his this girlfriend he has, and he keeps referring to her as, like, my girlfriend, who's African-American, by the way. She was on a sitcom. You may have heard of her. You know, you definitely heard of her, but I'm not going to say who it is. Like, that's how he refers to her for, like, hundreds of pages. Oh, God. And then she, and then she breaks up with him, and then finally he's like... My my girlfriend, Kalita Smith from the Bernie Mac show, has left me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's God, really that's good. A, that's such a weird fucking pool. I love it. It was when they when he fucking reveals that like two hundred pages in, I laughed for two minutes straight. It was just fucking so well executed. That's that's a really good bit to not yeah. reveal that. I really do feel like he's one of those people that could easily be like seen as deeply pretentious or like the whole bookshelf joke thing but then mm-hmm. i even think of like the last thing of his that i actually like watched which was anomalisa which for sure i think gets that vibe but it's fucking great see i think like, what I- works about charlie kaufman is that he makes like weirdly heady pretentious shit but does not take mm-hmm. himself seriously at all yeah like yeah. in it in it he'll make fun of himself uh for doing yeah. it yeah, there's yeah, like, a segment. The, the 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 narrator of this novel uh, teaches a film class at a uh, school for zoologists as an optional elective. <laughs> and at one point, he says that he screens Eternal Sunshine for them as a demonstration of how of like the worst film ever made. <laughs> <laughs> right. It's really it, it, I'm I'm loving this book, man. It's really fucking good. That's a pretty good bit. Yeah, like I. Have all of you seen Adaptation? Yeah, I have. No. No. I think Miles might enjoy... I think you all would, but I think Miles might enjoy Adaptation, because you have twin Nick Cage being fucking ridiculous. So weird. 
Oh, it's so weird, so good. Mm -hmm. uh, what is it, Donald and Charlie Kaufman? Mm -hmm. Yeah, Nicholas yeah. Cage is Charlie Kaufman. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and Donald Kaufman. Mm -hmm. His twin brother. Yep, and he just makes both out, well, mainly Charlie, out to be like a piece of shit. Like, just mm -hmm. nebbish and nothing that you'd want to be. And it's just, yeah, I think that is what works for him. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, love and okay. kind. Very nice. And, uh, what else do I even do all day, man? <laughs> I will say, I did tell... <laughs> On the last episode, I said we watched Happy Gilmore. You can just say good or bad if you don't want to get into it. Good. Not my favorite Sandman, but I enjoyed it quite a bit. Nice. Glad you finally watched it. Yeah. I'm knocking them off the list one by one. I figure Wedding Singer next. Let me know when you do that. I will gladly just, like, I'll wear uh, a mask, man. Real excited <laughs> to do Rain Over Me. <laughs> oh, God. Rain Over Me, followed by The Cobbler. The cobbler. Yeah, I will not come for those ones. Rain, uh, funny rain people. Me, click the cobbler. Click is kind of good though. Click and the cobbler have I I think I talked about this before. Like just a weirdly similar feel to them. Interesting. I've seen. Yeah, I've not seen the cobbler, so I can't comment on that. But... I mean, both of them is Adam Sandler discovers he has like this, uh, like weird power he didn't know about uh in click it's the ability to control life with a remote in the cobbler it's the ability to become method man when he wears his shoes <laughs> no that's what actually okay. happened All right, maybe i need to see the cobbler yeah. oh that movie yeah when he wears people's shoes um that he sews with some special cobbling machine uh he is able to look like them Oh my god. Because mm -hmm. I knew he had shoe powers, but like I didn't know really what the powers were. <laughs> mm -hmm. Fuck. All right. Color me intrigued. And I, 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 I genuinely love The Wedding Singer. I have that on DVD. <laughs> In VHS. Alright. Make this shit happen. Uh, that's really, that's, that's kind of all I got this week. I'm a literature boy now. Nice. <laughs> Been watching a lot yeah. of Star Trek, but I'm not prepared to talk about it yet. <laughs> That's fair. We need a full thesis. I want I, I need to see some. I need to see more before I formulate exactly what I want to say about this. So this is next gen. Yeah, I've been watching a lot of Next Generation. My brother and I together, not together, but separately together. decided at the same time. Let's watch a shitload of Star Trek and talk to each other about it. Nice. So. Watch this space for more Star Trek talk. This is your warning, you know? <laughs> there you go. If you this thought is a the warning to skip next episode. Wait till this comes out. But right. yeah, that's about it for me. If we want to okay. give it to Rex. Well, I didn't go at all, but... All nice. Right. Whoa, okay. <laughs> I, th I thought you went. I thought you went already. I'm sorry. I No, not, not even a little. No, um... That's all right. I don't have that much to talk about. I, I've kind of been slow in the movie watching because of a return, a foolish return to work. Um, Ill-advised, if you will. But yeah, so I watched a handful of fun things. I watched Topper from 1937 with uh, Cary Grant and Constance Bennett. It's just like yes. all about this wild and crazy and delightfully fun party animal married couple. 
that um, after like a night or two of just insane fucking partying, like the movie opens with like him driving with his feet, like Cary Grant driving with his feet in this like gorgeous old car. And them just being like, oh man, I've got a meeting in like 12 hours. And they're like, well, that means we've got like 10 hours to party. So then they party for 10 hours and then fall asleep in front of the meeting. Um, it's amazing. But yeah, so they, this couple gets in a car accident. They die and become ghosts. And then they're stuck on earth and they're like, well, what do we do? Like, maybe we didn't do enough good deeds. Like, we didn't do bad deeds, but maybe we didn't do enough good deeds to get into heaven or to the next whatever. So they decide that their role as ghosts is to make the guy that they were going to have the meeting with, the stuffy bank guy, Topper, fun. And that's it. They just, as ghosts, they like haunt Topper in a way to make him party. <laughs> I love Topper. is very cute. And like, I will say that, um, like the effects are pretty damn good because for some reason, and I think it was just an excuse to have like lots of goofy ghost effects is that they reference that they have to reserve their ectoplasm, which they use a lot of when they appear to people as actual people instead of nothing. Mm -hmm. So then you just see them go, well, is it okay if I turn invisible again? I don't want to waste my ectoplasm, which is 37. Like, who started the concept of ectoplasm? I don't know, but I'm interested. Um, but yeah, so, like, they'll just turn invisible and then just wreak havoc. So you'll just see, like, all these just completely silly effects for most of the movie. And I think that's kind of what the highlight is. Um, short, sweet, pretty good time. Uh, Carrie Grant and Constance Bennett are a lot of fun. Uh, Billy Burke is Topper's stuffy but loving wife, and I love that in everything she just sounds like Glinda the Good Witch. Like that's just her voice. <laughs> um, yeah, every time she pops up in any old movie, I'm like, oh, I know who that is. But yeah, so you know, Topper, good time. I followed it up with what might be one of my new favorite movies of all time, Pretty Maids All in a Row from 1971. It's a uh, Roger. Oh Batten. yeah, I want to know about this. Oh, it's so fucking good. I heard about this a little while ago, and it uh, popped up on TCM, of all places, and I was like, I'm watching this immediately. Fuck yes. Um, so, 71 movie where there is, like, a string of, like, a serial killer, perhaps, in the, this high school, but at the same time, like, this movie is just framed from, like, a few different perspectives. And the first is this, like, teen boy who seems very nice and smart and logical, but also horny as fuck. Um, like, the whole credits is to an Osmond song, and it's just, like, close shots of, like, tits and ass. Um, <laughs> it's amazing. And so this kid discovers a murdered girl in the bathroom? And it's really fucking funny because like then the next scene he goes and like tells the principal who's Roddy McDowell who's fucking hilarious in this and he's just like oh she's dead but she was such a good little cheerleader and he's like you need to stop saying that she was more than a cheerleader like just very logical in a very mm -hmm. funny way then the next scene they're in the bathroom where this girl has been like hilariously splayed out as a, a dead person like she's like ass up and a note on her ass um <laughs> And, like, all of these kids are crowding in there to see the dead body. And he just goes, well, uh, this may be my first murder, but do you think all these people should be in here? Like, it's just shit like that. It's just so fucking funny. Um, Rock Hudson, 
is amazing in this as a uh, Tiger McDrew. And he is great not man. only the football coach with this great stash, um, he is also experimental adolescent psychology. So he has his own like special, like I do sessions with teens section of the school. Um, so he's like a noted psychologist and football coach and just general horn dog who is fucking most of the female student body. And it is <laughs> terrific. Um, Angie Dickinson is like a new substitute teacher who's like gorgeous and really funny. And she's like completely horny for Rock Hudson who finds out that the team that he helped that helps him with the, uh, the football team who just found the dead body is like super sad. Cause he um, is Randy and has never had sex. So he's like, all right, I'm going to hook you up with Angie Dickinson. And he kind of does. And it's incredible. <laughs> um, and then, cause there's all these uh, murders of course, we need to have a detective show up who is played by Telly Savalas. Holy shit. That and it's just like everything about this movie I loved. Like anything they introduced. Like I didn't know anything about it really. Um, it's also written by uh, and produced by Gene Roddenberry. Oh, wow. Um, it's just really fucking funny. And like, I don't know. I, I loved every single second of this. I already kind of want to watch it again. Um, yeah, every time somebody new would show up, they'd be hysterical and really just so much fun. And yeah, a huge fan. Pretty maids all in a row. I, I saw a lot of people not loving it because they're like, this is deeply inappropriate. He's fucking all these high school students. And I was like, yeah, I know, and I fucking love it. Like, this is great. Big fan. Yeah, I am murder mystery sex comedy. Sounds extremely funny. Mm -hmm. uh, sounds like something I want to watch. It's so good and so funny, and Rock Hudson is really good in it. Like, he commits. He, oh, it's terrific. And all these girls, like, that he's fucking, that are high schoolers, are like, well, Tiger, I think we should get married. And he's just like, oh, baby, I don't know about that. And you're just like, this is so great. Like, fuck. <laughs> I love every second of that movie. I'm, I think I'm going to watch it again this week. Fuck it. I'm really um, get glad that movie got made. Uh. I'm so glad it got made. Everything about this is very silly. I really wish the teen character was in more shit. Um, his name is Ponce de Leon Harper. That rules. And he's fucking great. Uh, Keenan Wynn is the incredibly stupid local cop who doesn't know what he's doing. Um, it's just, it's a good time. Thoroughly, thoroughly recommend it. Um, I followed it up with a movie I'd seen before, which is Smiley Face, a 2007 uh Greg Araki movie that is just basically Anna Ferris gets really fucking stoned and then has to figure out how to solve her problems of the day and she just f miserably fails at everything. Um, <laughs> you know, decent stoner comedy from like early mid-2000s. I'd seen it before. I saw it like shortly after it came out and it's kind of nice to watch it like many years later because I forget all mm. the people in it. Like, John Krasinski is this huge nerd named Brevin that's in love with her that is just, like, willing to cart her incredibly stoned ass around town. Um, I like that his name's Brevin. Exactly, I do too. It's one of the most likable I've ever found, John Krasinski. Um, Adam Brody is her dealer, and he has dreads and is, like, an idiot. Um, 
let's see, John Cho's in it, Danny Trejo, Carrot Top for like a second. Um, Annie Masterson is her creepy fucking roommate that everybody assumes is a skull fucker. Jesus. Which is, you know, like appropriate for what we know about him now. Um, He's a creep. Yep, total creep, and he plays a creep really well in this movie. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so you know, is, not a bad one. Do... <laughs> Sorry. Uh, is she trying to do anything particularly hard in this movie, or is she just uh... not really? So like... Jane is her character, and she's a stoner. Um, mm-hmm. but she gets a little stoned in the morning before she has to do some shit. Not that big a deal. And then she's hungry. And so she goes in to the kitchen and sees that her creepy roommate had made like a plate of cupcakes that say, don't eat Jane. That means you, she eats every single cupcake. And then about half an hour later realizes that they were all weed cupcakes (laughs) and that she is completely fucked because she now needs to remake all these weed cupcakes, which means she has to then buy pot. Like she has like a checklist through the movie. So she's like, first, buy more pot so I can make more cupcakes. Then I have to, like, I've used the money for the electric bill that is due today to buy the cupcakes, so then I'm going to have to go get that money from the ATM. Then I have an audition, because she's, like, an actress that is very out of work. Um, Then she has an audition, and then she has to, like, come home and make the cupcakes. And then she should be fine. She fucks up everything so bad. (laughs) And it, it, it's not bad. Like, it's a pretty fun movie. It is less than an hour and a half. Um, like a stoner comedy from a female perspective. Like, Anna Ferris is a delight in this. Like, she does a really good job. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, she's significantly cooler than Chris Pratt will ever be. So, you know, props to Anna Ferris. And uh, I kept seeing a bunch of people now equate this to, like, uh, Uncut Gems which is very funny to me. <laughs> I yeah. love that as a comparison now. Yeah, I was like, I guess I can see what you're saying. It's just a lot of like, oh, that main character is just fucking up, aren't they? Um, <laughs> yeah. And then lastly, last but certainly not least, I finally got to see McCabe and Mrs. Miller. The uh, Robert Altman movie from uh, 71. It just fucking rocks. It's an Altman Western from the 70s. Starring Warren Beatty and Julie Christie, who are both fantastic in it. Um, Leonard Cohen basically does all of the music, which is really, really awesome. Um, yeah, it's Julie, cool. It is basically all about a, a prostitution business. And it's okay, terrific. So they're playing Hallelujah the whole time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Sadly, you know, they, they didn't go that route. But just like, Zach just Snyder like, didn't direct it. Just yeah. like uh, movie genius Zack Snyder. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's just a really fucking cool movie. I I don't know. I think the 70s era of Altman is my era of Altman. Because some of his 90s shit I want to like more than I do. But everything I've watched of his from the 70s, I really fucking enjoy. And this is this is highly up there. It is just so cool. Um, it is really awesome looking. Warren Beatty is this gambler who's like, I'm going to fucking start a town because that's just what you could do in the Old West. And then Jolie Christie just shows up and is like, hey, I hear you want to have whores in your town. I'm the one that can teach you how to do it. (laughs) And she's amazing. She is so fucking cool in this movie. Because he's like, what do I need you for? I already have some whores. And she's like, 
no, you don't know what the fuck you're doing. She's like, what happens when the whores are going to pretend that they can't work because they have their period, but they don't actually have their period? What are you going to do about that? And he's like, you've got a good point. Um, yeah, it is just genuinely a very cool movie. I am so glad I finally got to see it. I kind of super loved it. Music was amazing. And uh, yeah, all in all, good time. Some some Altman classic folk show up. Shelley Duvall is somebody's mail-order bride. Shelley Duvall should have made more uh, period movies because she just looks quite right. In oh, she would be clothes. perfect in Old West. She looked... All the time. I, I, her role is small. I wish it was bigger. But like every time you see her in the outfit, you're like, yeah, that seems right. Um, she's a I, little bit into this cowboy that shows up that's played by Keith Carradine, who's just like shows up one day and he's just like, hey, I hear you got the best whorehouse in the, you know, the area. And he was like, yes, we do. And he's like, I'm going to bag all the ladies. And then he does. And everybody really likes him because he's very nice. And then he leaves. Mm-hmm. Shelly Duvall just stands outside and just like, bye, cowboy. Bye. Bye, cowboy. For like too long. Um, <laughs> and it's really great. So I don't know. Those are kind of my, my hits of the week. I haven't really watched much else or listened to much else. Kind of busier than normal. But yeah, I, I enjoyed all of those. Hell yeah. So, yeah. That sounds, those all sound good. I think I added almost all of those to my letterbox watch list just now. Very nice. That makes me feel good. Yeah. All right. Oh yeah. So now, now we can get to Rex. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Anybody have any? David Lynch YouTube channel weather report. Yeah. Very yeah, good. That's a good one. That's a good one. Yep. Uh, listen to fucking Power Trip. Yeah. Listen. I need to start listening. Yeah. Seem cool they, they're the, really uh, good the unfortunate passing away of, of riley gale from that band was a huge fucking bummer i i loved that band it was one of the few things that you could call metal that i was still interested in they made great shit yeah they really did i i remember i think last year the year before uh me and a couple of friends were trying to go see them in body count in, uh, in Detroit, but it didn't work out. And now I'm even sadder about that. Yeah. <clears throat> and a, a Steve Earle's son just died. Just oh, wow. Collins Earl. Major hmm. bummer. <laughs> Wait, we I love that. I'm a little more sarcastic than I meant to, to be. I don't, like, I, that, yeah. Actual bummer. I will say, uh, favorite of the show, Joe Para had my favorite in memoriam tweet. I was just oh, like, yeah. I, I would not have thought that he and uh, the Power Trip guy were, were friends, but they were. And yeah, that was a very sweet little like message. Yeah, that was really cool. Uh, that was really surprising that Joe Para was friends with them. But uh, <laughs> yeah, that was <laughs> like a cool thing to find out. I mean, if anything, it it proves that we we lost a real one. We really did. If Joe Para could befriend him, yeah, it seemed like you have no ev- excuse not to listen. Everyone from every corner of uh, Twitter had something good to say about uh, Riley from Power Trip. Mm-hmm. 
Brooke, got anything to recommend? <laughs> well, I don't have anything good after like our sad in memoriam segment. Um, Bring us back up then. What do you got? Oh, man. All right. Uh, fuck. Okay, I'll be a dick and say that one of the things I watched this week but I didn't really log because I've seen it like way too many times is um, The Major and The Minor, which I've already talked about on here, so I don't have to get into again. But it was I knew I was going back to work and I was fucking bummed. So I was like, all right, let's just rewatch something. And that movie is a joy to me. It's the first Billy Wilder movie. It is completely silly and nonsensical in a lot of ways, but it rocks. Hell yeah. I, I I just edited that I think last week and it does sound very interesting. Mm-hmm. Like I talked about it a few weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I and remember then, hearing about it before. Yeah, where the yeah. ten-year-olds uh, are all hitting on. Uh, <laughs> all these children are hitting on Ginger Rogers. It's terrific. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, all in all, very fun movie. Um, I. It was a bathtub watch, so extra good. Um, yeah, so, you know, major in the minor. Good time. Oh, yeah. Um, I, I asked you to go first uh, to cover for myself not having a wreck. Uh, <laughs> and you know what? Now that we're here, still don't have one. <laughs> um, I really should prepare them because I always just wing it at the end. I'm like, ah. Yeah, I do. I do always do this to myself. Um, you know what, I'd say check out the new Bully album, um, uh, Sugar Egg, it's all one word, um, it's pretty good, it reminds me, I, I was thinking about this while I was driving, it all sounds like, um, like it could soundtrack like a late 90s, early 2000s, like, teen movie. That's kind of what they make me think of. Mm-hmm. Or, or like, I like, like the the original Scooby Doo movie that's got like a bunch of like early two thousands like pop punk stuff in it. There it is. Um, that's glowing praise, honestly. Yeah, yeah. I, it, it it's it's really enjoyable, especially if like you still have a nice day to drive around. Uh, uh, I listened to it while I was driving to work the other day, and I really enjoyed that. I'll definitely have to give it a listen this weekend. Yeah, I think you'd really like it, Miles. Uh, that would track. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, yeah, that'll do it for us, though. Yeah. The show's over. I have to go to bed. <laughs> Miles, yep. go to bed. Yeah. <laughs> go to bed, Miles. Go to bed. Bye. Bye-bye.